Hello, hello. Welcome to the Sinead Horror Podcast, a place where you connect with your heart, connect with your angels, raise your vibration and become the best version of you. Today I am joined by spiritual wellness Christine or Christine Higgins as you might know her as well. Oh, this conversation is so, so powerful. We not only talk about shamanism, spirituality, we talk about manifesting, alignment, following your heart. We talk about the need being stronger than the fear. We talk about spirituality, spirit, life after this beautiful earth. We talk about how to connect with your heart and follow your dreams and so much more. This is such a beautiful, empowering conversation. And I know there are so many nuggets of wisdom here today. I want to just pre-warn you that the sound quality is slightly different today and there's a reason for it and you'll understand it more as we listen to the podcast. I'm in a different space. There's a little bit of noise in the background. However, there's a lot of chaotic energy out there at the minute. You might have noticed with loved ones, with friends, with neighbours, with people in supermarkets. There's chaos out there. There's a really shift in energy and the message that our angels said today was Sinead, you have to learn how to listen to your heart amongst the chaos. And I was going to cancel the episode recording for today and I was told not to because we need to learn to listen, to tune in and to listen to the the nuggets of wisdom even when things feel busy. So with that being said, thank you for your patience. Tune in. There are so many nuggets of wisdom in here that you're going to absolutely adore. Hello, hello, Christine. Welcome to the Sinead DeVore podcast. I'm so excited to see where this gorgeous conversation takes us today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks, Emil. And thanks for asking me to come on. I'm honoured. Well, I am so, like I say in every single episode, I always get told who to invite on, intuitively told to invite on. And I kept hearing the word shamanism, shamanism, shamanism. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well, show me who you want to talk about this. Like, who is the teacher? Who's the teacher? Bring the teacher to me and we'll go from there. And then, of course, your beautiful face flashed before my eyes. And here we are. <laughs> I just got actually shivers going up my arms every time. That's my nod from spirit. It's like, yep, it's 100 percent. We're supposed to be here having this conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. I call them truth bumps. And I get oh, them as yeah. well. When someone says something 100 percent accurate and hitting the nail on the head, I get them. And I love that. And I actually want to start off. I know we spoke about it a second ago before we hit record. I'm not in my usual space today, so the sound might be a little bit different, Mm -hmm. but I'm going for it. And also as well, we've had, there's a lot of chaotic energy out there in the universe right now. There's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of things happening. I was just telling Christine that I was away in Portugal at the weekend and we were due to get up. We got up at 2.30 in the morning on Friday to go to the airport. We arrived at three o'clock to receive a message saying our flight was cancelled. So we slept in the car in the car park in Dublin Airport for four hours. So we got on another flight out to Lisbon, got to Lisbon at a wedding and I was doing Irish dancing and I was not intoxicated, which I just point out before I say this. <laughs> but I went up in the air. I danced for 18 years, did a little Irish dancing to bewitch say la vie and I landed on my foot and I just felt this sharp pain in my calf and I've definitely torn a little muscle in there. So I'm on crutches. So that's adding to the chaos. And then my flight was late coming back yesterday. So there's just madness in the air. And to add that as well, I want to just point out that we have solar panels being put on the house right now. So if there's noise in the background, just we're going to tune it out because this is a message really coming through and I can hear it now. This is a message coming in loud and clear, especially for this new moon. We have to tune out the noise to really go inward. So I really feel like there's no such thing as coincidence with what's going on right now, getting us to go inwards, inwards, inwards. 
So there's an introduction for a podcast. <laughs> Big one. That's <laughs> <a> good. <laughs> well, congratulations to you, my love. Congratulations because you have recently finished your shamanic journey course. So you're shamanic practitioner, yeah? Yes. Um, yeah, I finished it there the other weekend, last weekend. God, it feels like ages ago. Um, and it's just been like, I've sort of been in this sort of starstruck mode of like, did those 12 months actually happen? Because there was some serious deep work. Um, but also I've made so much like deep, meaningful connection with the other uh, people that were in the group. Like we were, we're called the Sham family. There was like 11 of us all together uh, with the tutor as well. And we just went on such a journey and, uh, yeah, I'm still in shock that like those 12 months happened. Like I just can't even explain it because I have had every single belief that I came across in my shamanic course. I was like, I've done that intuitively. I've been drawn to do that anyway. I, you know, and it's just been like just joining the dots for the whole last 12 months. That stuff that I started when I was about 11 or 12 doing that is brought back to shamanism you know because it's such an ancient um spirituality um uh, existence like it's um a state of mind it's like a life it's a way of life shamanism is and it's the way our ancestors used to live tell me more about it then so what have you uncovered over the last 12 months or what kind of modalities or teachings have you learned to uncover this way of life over the last 12 months um so I have really honed in on divination you know you'd be very familiar with that one Sinead um where like I was 11 or 12 and I had my first packet of tarot cards and much to my mother's delight I used to be burning my candles burning my incense in my bedroom she'd be freaking out thinking I was going to burn the house down and I'd be 11 or 12 and I'd be sleeping with my tarot cards under my pillow really connecting my energy with them and um I just when I was on the shamanic courses going oh my god I was doing that anyway um, and then we have like psychopomp, which is like helping um, souls uh, when they're either just departed um, or they are stuck on the earth plane and waiting to go and are refusing to go over to the spiritual world. Um, we as shamans help them pass over. Um, I actually realized I did that last June intuitively. Uh, my best friend's mom um, had um, cancer and I was supposed to go to Letcher Picnic, actually, no, it was last year, yeah, I had to go to Letcher Picnic, and I just knew I had to go, they were in Lanzarote, and I had to go and fly to Lanzarote and help her pass over, so I sold my Letcher Picnic tickets, I went to Lanzarote for a couple of days to help the family and help uh, my best friend's mom to pass over, and I didn't even know what I was doing, but I was intuitively drawn to, I had to be in Lanzarote that weekend. That is really, really special, and like, what a gift to be able to do that for both souls mm. for your friend and her family and then of course their mom that was passing over and tell me now with that knowledge tell us a little bit more about that because I find this really interesting like what what are the rituals or the techniques or the the guidance that you can give to help a soul transition um well basically it's a sacred space like it's so paramount that you really create a space that's safe that people are being held that you're you're also protected as well um like i am the the portal keeper of the different energies of different worlds you know um and like helping a soul an earthbound uh, an earthbound spirit that's trapped on earth so basically they could be trapped in the house or they could be trapped in um no i mean trapped as in they just 
won't walk near the light. They're too afraid to, or they just have too much of a connection with their family, their loved ones. They don't want to leave, or they have too much connection and memories to the house that they just they see the light, but they're afraid and they don't want to pass over. So my role is to step in and show them that it's okay. But I also call in my spirit guides, their spirit guides, and also um, angelic realms as well to help with the Passover. And how? so I it's so beautiful how would you know that there's a resistance there like what are the feelings that you're getting as an intuitive as a, a shaman now what, <laughs> how would you know that there's resistance like what can we look out for if we are in ever in this situation and hopefully hopefully not soon, hopefully not yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. well so it's basically you know when you walk into a room and you feel the energy changing you know, or suddenly you start feeling, I'm really sad here. Why am I, why am I feeling sad here? I'll give you an example. I bought my current house, right? And the minute I walked in, I said, there's sadness in this house. Someone's after dying. And the estate agent just went, how did you know that? I said, I can feel it. I know. And he was sort of looking at me like two heads, like I'm, I'm kind of used to that <laughs> look. But um, he turned around, apparently the the husband had passed away and um the wife was selling the house and I said no there's like really like and I said I don't feel like she ever came back into this house after he died and he was just blown away and he goes actually she didn't the day of his funeral the house got robbed and so she refused to step back into the house and I was like wow like I could I could feel that just walking into the house you know it's it's the uh, energy it's the change of vibration in the room as well that you can when you're open to it when you're sensitive to it you, you can feel it and then the messages will start coming in I told I love that and I've actually had that my whole life as well like anytime I go to like historic sites mm. and I remember um years ago when I lived in London we went to this castle I couldn't even tell you what castle it was but it was like one of King Henry VIII's castles Fab. right couldn't tell you where it was but it was one of them anyway and we were having a tour and we went down to the cellars and I was like oh I'm not going to there and it was just the working kitchen now it was a working kitchen I was yeah. like, I can't go into that room. And the tour guide was like looking at me and I was sobbing. I was like, I can't go in there. I can't go in there. Anyway, didn't say anything. It was, you know, like I said, a working kitchen. Stood outside listening to everything. And then we went on to the next room to the tour. And I went to the tour guide and I said, what was in that room? Like that has not always been a kitchen. And I said, there's a lot of sadness and sorrow in there. And he said, Sinead, that's where people used to, um, were murdered or hit or enslaved back at the time oh. of this castle and I could just feel it and I just remember standing outside and just sending so much love and energy and empathy into that mm. room just so much healing and I actually had the same experience it's always with actually more so than like historic sites than it is with big time um, with houses I went yeah. you know there's um I don't know if you've ever been to, have you ever been to the Wicklow Jail in Wicklow I Town? was just going to say I was going I went in there and there was the you know when you go into the cells I yeah. had the same experience. I couldn't walk in. I was like, no, I can't go in there. There's too much. I can't. And like, I could walk outside in the courtyard. That was okay. But when I went inside and I think it was downstairs and you went into the cells. No, gone. Sorry. Oh I even get shivers. Like, no, can't. Oh, I totally agree with that. Too. So there's a school up the, up the hill of that. And it's called a convent. And that's where I went to secondary school. Okay. Mm. <laughs> and every day on our lunch break, we'd like, we'd come down the town and we'd walk up that hill. But I'd always block my eyes walking past yeah. the Wicklow jail and it was always at the side and this is I'm so sorry if this is any sensitive but I used to see people being hung from the side of that jail see it in your mind's eye could t- no I could see it my oh in your, like, yeah, visually, sure yeah yeah no I could, oh, visually? I could visually, okay. visually see it yeah not in my mind's eye unfortunately I could physically see these wow. people 
And um, so anyway, this was growing up as a teenager and I would freak out. And then I just shut that off. And I remember I was at a wedding years and years and years ago. It was, um, God, I was well and truly out of school by then, but I was at a wedding. And I was, of course, put at a table with three other psychics. So I was sitting down anyway, and one of the psychics worked in the jail as a tour guide. And I was like, okay, I need to ask you something. What am I <laughs> seeing? What am I seeing here? I've been seeing this. Now, I don't see it now because I completely shut it off out of fear. But yeah. I used to see this. And he said, well, actually, that is where prisoners were hung and tortured. Mm. And I was like, ooh. So, and then only a few months ago, my husband and I went in. And oh, my God, Christine, the exact same where you're describing downstairs. There's yeah. like three cells. I Yeah. But I'm halfway down the stairs with absolutely not in hope in hell am I going down there. It terrified me. <laughs> you see, now that I've done the course and now I understand it more, I'm dying to go back there with my drum. Uh-huh. <laughs> and really short journey and get like, so we're in shamanism, we use our drum um, and it's called like the horse. So it's the trance, it's the gallop to bring you on the journey. And the drum is so powerful and it brings you on a journey and you can cross over the realms and you can go into where that that far back where you could actually uh, get information of what happened in that in that space at that time so you can go back in time go back into the location and I could do a journey and I could be like right okay I'll know exactly what happened here and it's likewise when I go into a house if I'm like I'm doing um clearing of houses now so I would I got, I've gotten a few calls now in the last while of can you clear me house there's bad energy in it and I'd walk in straight away it could be though what I find a couple of things it could be an earthbound spirit very rare like it's not all the time but I've also found where if the energy in the house is off with the people living in it, if their their vibrations are very low, um, if they're going through a hard time and they're living and they're breeding it, but they're not like uh, connecting to nature, they're not trying to uh, look into well-being and trying to um, really work on themselves, the energy stays in their house. And so a lot of people say, look, I'm doing all the work on myself, but I just, this energy is stuck in this house. So I'll go in and clear the house. And then when they walk back in and go, oh my God, it's brand new. It's like, and then I'm going, here's your new beginning now. Let's go. You're wet. We are ready now. Do you know what I mean? So I do a lot of house clearing as well, but I also grid houses. So, you know, the ley lines, the energy lines, which is really like, I was a bit skeptical going, really? Uh, at the start. And now I'm like, oh my God, I've grid my whole house. I've protected my whole house. I have a whole grid system on my house that like no negative energy can get in. And it's so funny because this just proves it. My kids are always leaving their bikes out in the front garden. And I have a grid that it's protected. And the neighbors across the road, their bikes keep getting robbed. The kids keep leaving their scooters and everything get robbed. And I'm just across the road going, hee hee. (laughs) (laughs) And the neighbor even said, why is your stuff not getting robbed? And I'm going, that's my protection stuff. Sorry. (laughs) I love that. That is so amazing. And when you say grids, are they intuitively, are you laying things in your home and the foundations to make it happen? I'm laying stuff in the foundations. I'm laying... um, uh, oh, I can't tell you. Well, okay. Uh, copper and crystals. And it's way actually um, thousands and thousands of years ago, you know, a lot of our ancient sites are being built over clear quartz. Um, and so basically it's the same thing where we would in particular places around a house, grid the house and then place the crystals and the copper around to amplify and block off the ley lines. So then the house is protected. It's exactly the way um, most of the ancient Irish uh, burial sites are as well. 
I really love that. I need to actually, do you know, I have um, rods upstairs and I use them to connect and talk with spirit, but I actually have not used them around the ley lines of the home yet. I don't know why I haven't done that. That's so bizarre. But actually mm. my house, the energy, everyone always says this though, when they, my energy in the house, I'm very lucky. It's so light. So when you walk in, like everyone leaves feeling happy. It's just one of those, yeah. it's just, you know, it's beautiful. So I, I haven't thought, and I haven't needed to do it. You probably don't need it. Yeah. Touch wood. I did it because your man, yeah, I did it because your man before me had passed. So I was like, I'm just doing this anyway. But yeah, like that, you know, um, I've had a few like people coming in, they're going, oh, it's a real happy home or, you know, and I'm like, oh, thanks. Like, you know, not not what they really see behind closed doors some days. <laughs> Where it's like, ah, uh, four kids, you can just only imagine. But, um, you know, most of the time. <laughs> that's, well, that isn't that happy home. though. And that's the theme of today, right? I'm talking about we have to tune in in the amongst the chaos. Like my sound oh, yeah. is different today. There's definitely noise coming in the background, but we are here focused and we're determined to get our message across and that's the key that's the message coming in so even though what you just described yes of course there's chaos of course there's madness you have a full household there's a lot of personalities there but you're still able to tune in and do the work and that's really powerful Mm. that's really really powerful so yeah I was like yeah no just when you say tune into the work it's like my kids say oh mom's off doing our witchy stuff now (laughs) they just they just open the door and you see me on the floor in my pooch on my sacred space meditating or doing my cards or whatever and they're like oh mom's off again on our witchy stuff (laughs) you say just close the door and leave me to it I love that (laughs) or they join me or once or twice a couple of times now they would join me and actually my husband too you know he wouldn't be as far on the spiritual path as I am um he has sat down and joined me for a cup of cacao or he's actually sat at the puja and we've lit the candles and I've done a drum meditation and he's like oh I'm starting to understand this now you know it's he's slowly turning <laughs> that's beautiful he will and he'll be seeing things connecting with every energies and everything else I actually my husband I've, I've spoken this before in the podcast but my husband has become so intuitive he's starting to see mm angels he's seen things that i've seen he connects it's everyone is though but it's a ripple effect it's epigenetics right what you're doing is creating that ripple effect in your life and so tell me more about the shamanism then so i know we've spoken about you know clearing out energies let's talk more about the old as you said the old traditional ways like what could we be doing for ourselves to bring us back to that nature and who we really are Oh, well, like, it's just, you know, the secret is nature, mother nature, getting out and grounding yourself. It is so important, you know, like, it really, really is. Like, if you think about it, as you're saying, the chaos that we're in in the world today, like, I've shut off all media, so I don't know what's going on. But, like, occasionally it'll come up on my Instagram. But, um, and then I'm just like, ugh. But anyway, what we need, we're so far removed from how our ancestors lived, okay? There was no internet, there was no t- TVs, there was no, like, concrete buildings. They didn't have shoes to disconnect us from the earth. You know, um, we're so far removed from it. However, there has been a ripple effect in the last two years, three years of people understanding the benefits of grounding and getting out into Mother Nature. So we are starting to see this backtrack of oh well on the importance of um mother nature um but like they would have connected to like the spirits of the trees they would have connected to um the spirit animals they would have connected to um they would have done like ceremonies um they would have done rituals um they would have used like mother nature when you think about it she provides nurturing nurturance she provides healing from our plants she provides shelter for us you know and they would have given lots of um 
sacrifices and rituals to um no, not sacrifices as an animal but like you know rituals and offerings to mother nature um to thank her for all that she has given us however now mother nature's fighting back she's not happy you know with um all these mad um tornadoes and and destruction and earthquakes and stuff like that but that's not to say it's the end of the world but what is happening is that we're slowly changing where we're realizing Mother Nature actually is the heart of the planet, is the heart of us. We're connected to her. When we're suffering, she's suffering. When we're blossoming, she's blossoming. So it's about that interconnection between the two. Like, and We just need to start realizing how we can look inwards at ourselves to see what we need, how we can blossom, how we can ground ourselves and how we can protect ourselves. And then in turn, Mother Nature starts. It's like we're total interconnection of both. I love that. And I actually have a really prime example of Mother Nature and how we're strongly connected. Back when COVID was COVID, right? I know there's still COVID cases now, but back in 2020, um, I had a little plant, a gorgeous little plant in my bedroom and I've had it there for years. Loved it. I got COVID and had to isolate in my bedroom Obviously, my husband didn't have it. So he was roaming around the house, but I isolated in the bedroom at the time. This is when it was first a thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had COVID anyway, and I was in the house for, what was it, seven days isolation, I think, at the time. I can't God. remember, but whatever it was. And I remember looking up one day and I was like, oh my God, the plant had died. Oh. Because of this, no, because of the sickness in the room. Mm. And that's a pure link. Like that, I had had colds and things like that, and the plant, the plant had survived. But the COVID, the sick, the virus, killed the plant i'm convinced of it oh big time that's the connection so i just feel like that's a real prime example i know it's very small example but how like that plant would have thrived and also i said to sean i had a basil plant um and this i actually put it on instagram as proof right this basil plant we were away and didn't water it for a day we were away for a night and i came back and the whole plant had just wilted like the whole leaves were down Mm. inside of the cup and i said i'm gonna bring that back to life and sean was like sinead come on and i was like no watch so I put on some beautiful healing calm music. I sent some energy into the plant, load of Rahani, load of Reiki, whatever I was doing at the time. And then I was like, you're so beautiful. Thank you for your life. Like sending my gorgeous <laughs> affirmations. I walked away and the side of the music was on, the leaves would come straight back up within 15 minutes. Oh uh, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it for a second. And then it did again. They decided and it came back to life and it was the most delicious basil plant, by the way. Can I just point that out mm-hmm. that we've ever had? <laughs> But what I love that connection. I think these are little tiny examples. I'm sure you've got millions that we could talk about, but they're little tiny examples on how connected we are to the land and to the earth. And I did the same thing with my lavender plant. I moved it from the front to the back a while ago and it started to die and I just sent it loads of feeling. I'm sure it's perfect now. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Like totally, like it's, we're so connected. Like even, you know, it works with the cosmos as well. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, you ever walk down the road? I'll give you an example, actually. Um, so I, uh, it was one morning and I was really just frustrated with the world. I was really pissed off at this stage. Sorry, excuse my friend. And, um, my dad had passed in 2013 and I'm very connected to him in spirit from the spirit world. We, we've gotten more of a better father relationship, father daughter relationship since he's passed over than when he was alive. He had manic depression, schizophrenia, and he didn't live a very good life, but uh, we are much more connected now. And um, I remember saying, dad, like if I'm very, I'm skeptical by nature. So I need proof all the time. Like I won't stand in front of something and say, 
this is 100% true if I don't 100% believe in it, you know? Um, and that's just me. I'm very honest and very direct, which is my sister. downfall. This is why <laughs> yeah, I think I we're aligning because I'm very much the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sometimes too direct for my downfall sometimes. But anyway, uh, working on it. <laughs> but no, um... Don't lose it because that's when people know where you stand. That's a beautiful trait. <laughs> That is, that is totally in your authority. But anyway, <laughs> go on, sorry. <laughs> oh, no. And I remember just saying, do you know what, Dad? And I was having a little chat with him. I was walking up Kleine Hill and I was like, if you're really there, like I, I'm doing the work, I'm working with the spirit world, you know, I'm getting all these messages, but I still need to just know that you're there with me, you know? And I said, come, come to me in a robin. And I walked around Kleine Hill and no sign of a robin. I was like, all right, well then screw you, dad. Right? <laughs> I'm not talking to you. Right. So the next morning I'd arranged to meet um, all my friends for a, uh, a swim, a sun- sunrise swim uh, in White Rock. So we went to White Rock and we were on the beach. And um, next minute I just turned around and on the white wall there where the steps is, was this most plumpiest robin you would ever have seen. And I was like, uh, you're a day late <laughs> right and he wouldn't leave my side every time I moved away he'd jump down and be on the step and move towards me I was like this is mad maybe that is me dad you know what I mean and I was like why did he come today and not yesterday like I had to deal with him yesterday right so we got on with our morning we had a fabulous morning and the sun was beautiful coming up and uh, I was going home got in my car and then I was like because it was six o'clock in the morning you're not really thinking and I went what day is it it was a day, my dad's anniversary. I completely forgotten. So he didn't come the day before. He came the day of my anniversary. So, of course, I was sitting there going, right, dad, if that was you, I'm going to ask you to prove it again. Today is Wednesday. There's a lotto tonight. I want to win the lotto. So if I win the lotto tonight, I know for 100%, this is my proof of me pudding. I will stand in my purpose. I will own this and I will do everything I can and, and listen to all my guides and where I'm going with this spiritual wellness. So that was fine. Wednesday, I went and I got the lotto ticket and I woke up the next morning on Thursday morning and I looked at the ticket. I was like, okay, here's the proof. Like, do you know what I mean? If I don't win the lotto, that's it. Like, no, my whole, my whole career is shit. But anyway, um, then I looked, I won 10 euro. Now I did, would have preferred a couple more zeros, <laughs> but obviously that's not for my highest good. So I you weren't well, specific enough on the number, but however, I wasn't, I won. <laughs> <laughs> I love that and that's so beautiful that connection that you have and I really feel like you need to listen to um my a podcast episode I did I think two weeks ago called signs you were going to love yeah. it I won't, oh, te- I won't tell you stories here now because everyone has listened to them already but I'm going to just plant that seed and it's such a fun podcast but it's yeah. just so beautiful and ask and you shall receive and talk about him putting his foot down to make sure you got that message and follow your purpose Ooh, that's amazing I know it was powerful. I was like, all right, I'm not going to doubt you again. And that's like the shamanism as well. Like with the course, like, you know, at the very start a year ago, I was sitting there going, okay, I've been doing this intuitively. You know, I am a self-critic. I am like, I, I am quite skeptical as well because I just really need to see the proof. And I was like, I know I'm in the right place at the right time. I know I'm going to learn a lot, but this will just further confirm what I firmly believe that my core believes you know and like every month it was like there was like bam bam it was like a light bulb a light bulb a light bulb and I was like I've done that before I've been doing that I've been doing that I've been doing that like 
years ago, I was 16. My Nana died and she had a house in Monkstown and we had a lot of memories there. And I just like they she had like I think it's like nine siblings. So the chance of me getting into the house after she passed on its own, on my own was like unheard of. But anyway, my dad had the key. And I remember saying to my dad, I said, Dad, can I have the key to go to Nana's house before you sell it? And he was like, why did you want to do that? I said, I just, I don't know. I just want to be there. So he was like, okay. So he gave me the key and um, I walked in on my own, opened the door. And the minute I walked into the door, I was like, oh, I can feel her. I'm like, here is her energy, you know? And I was sort of like the good little grandchild because I always helped her clean up and all like, and the rest never did. So I was like grandchild number one. So anyway, um, I went into the front room and I just said, Nana, like, I'm, and I, I was real, like, I want to help you pass over. I was 16 years of age. I didn't know any of this. And I just said, I'd love to give you a gift of love and to say thanks for all the memories, but uh, it's time for you to pass over. And then I looked down and I looked and I saw a picture I'd drawn for her on the floor. And it was like, straight away, a message came in. This is a gift back to you. I loved it, but you could have it. Because everything had cleared out of the house. There was nothing in the house, but it was only this picture. And I was like, well, no, I'm going to leave that because that was yours. So I was having this conversation with my nanny. Then I went upstairs and I said, I'd love if I could just have one thing of my nana, like, do you know what I mean, to bring home. And I walked upstairs, opened up the wardrobe, and there was her favorite cardigan in the wardrobe, one cardigan. Everything else, the whole house being cleared. So I knew that was my present. So I took that and I had her smell for like ages. And so whenever I just, I just always slept in it for for months. But it was so That's nice. Really that special. Was, yeah, I was just intuitively just doing it. And I didn't know. So when I was on the course, I was like, oh my God, I was doing that. I was like, you know, and I was 16. So I always say when you do a course like that, that your soul is meant to do and you know you're following that. I've always said it's like learning a memory. It's like mm. all this information is already in there. Any course I've ever studied, I'm like, oh, I do this already. Oh, my God, I do this already. Well, I do it actually a little differently, but I do it already. And it's like, no, it's because it's that's it's you following your path. It feels familiar because you're actually following what you're meant to be doing. Tell me, yeah. what, what would someone or what would if I booked a shamanic session with you? What would that look like? How would that unfold? So first of all, I have a lovely little healing room in Delary. And um, we would sit down and we'd have a little chat. So the client would tell me, you know, what's happening, what's coming up within them and why they find themselves here with me that day. And then I would decide whether it's a inner child trauma or it's um, it's a loss that's happened like in this in this lifetime or a past lifetime or is it an ancestral trauma so I would sort of try and gauge where is the where the soul tear happened so basically our auric field you know um and we may have um a traumatic experience in our childhood and we have a soul piece our soul is so amazing because when we're going through a traumatic experience have you ever heard of someone relaying a traumatic experience and saying that they felt that they left their body mm-hmm. um at right at that moment a piece of their soul left them them in order to preserve them okay that they they knew they needed to mind them so they would take a soul piece away so that they don't have to feel into that memory or they're trying to 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 heal and and, and keep the person safe okay but that soul piece is left in that time and place so like it could be a child from years ago someone's just saying one thing 
and that child literally has felt shame and judged. That soul piece is left there in that time and that place. So fast forward, they're an adult. They're realizing that they have the spirit judgment. They don't know where it's coming from. And then we'd have a little chat and I go, okay, I think this is a childhood uh, trauma. It's a soul loss. So we're going to go on a journey to find that soul loss. So I would bring my drum and I would start drumming and I would either guide them or if they're not able to, I would journey for them and we would go looking for the soul piece. And um, when we find the soul piece, it's basically they're asked to open up their heart, speak to their chi- the child. It could be in a form of an orb or it could be them as a younger version of themselves. You know, the child, when it happened, they went back to that age. And then it's uh, to tell that child or to welcome and absorb that orb, that energy back into their heart space to make them whole again, you know. And then what I would do then after that is I would ask them to lie down on the bed, the massage table, and I would give them a shamanic energy healing as well and clear out any um, stagnant energy or any um, heavy energy entities that may be attachments that may be in their auric field as well. And then um, give them their, their Amadeus Reiki healing. That's so beautiful. I love that. I think to you know what's so gorgeous is so many different healers work in so many different ways, but the end goal is always to raise vibration, right? It's always to bring you back to alignment. And that's so gorgeous. And the whole journey, I actually felt like when you were talking, I was getting more and more and more relaxed, like into myself, listening to your voice. You have a gorgeous, <laughs> soothing voice as well and how you speak and tell a story. Um, Thank you. I was with- actually told that, yeah. And by the way, you probably all get activated. That's what someone's saying. My voice is activating. I was like, wow. <laughs> It's so beautiful. That's why I was getting so, so sleepy. And I was like, oh, Sinead, do you need to listen? Because you need to listen because you have to ask questions here. You're the interviewer. I don't think my, I don't think my husband would agree. But anyway. Well, it's different. I always say when I'm Sinead Healy, which is my married name, I'm very different than when I'm Sinead Dehor. And Sinead Dehor mm-hmm. goes totally into that flow, that harmony, yeah. that, you know. So we get it. So maybe if you're, you're a spiritual wellness here. That's who I'm ta- talking to today. <laughs> the, hint, the hint inside of you, maybe not. <laughs> no maybe not no <laughs> tell me you're also um I love all this and I can talk shamanic work for so long I think it's so beautiful tell us if um actually hold on thought for a second I also want to talk about what you have created over the last year mm-hmm. on the beach with Niall two years excuse me two years sorry Christine I'm actually looking at Christine just so you know I know I don't do video podcasts but I'm actually looking at Christine I've got two fingers I can't believe it's been two years Jeez, that's Loving, no? Yeah. Oh, it's madness. So, ooh, um, yeah. I, do you know what? Last month, uh, it was two weeks ago. Was the last full moon, and I just, I stood up about ten minutes before we were about to kick off, and I was just looking around, and I got overwhelmed. I got so emotional, so overwhelmed at seeing the amount of people, families like young and old all coming and sitting in a circle and I could feel the energy rippling up through my soles of my feet up right into my heart and I was like and this is amazing and there was just my voice there was another voice my 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 inner voice my spirit guide was just saying look at what you've created and I just was like oh my god because I've never really to be honest with you never really celebrated it the last two years purely because it's been a very personal journey for me um to hold space every month um on Kleine Beach um so 
what was it, two years ago, August 2021, um, I had been teaching beach yoga during lockdown on Kleine Beach. And um, one afternoon, I was just finishing Shavasana and I just looked around and I just saw this vision of so many people meditating on the beach. Like, I mean, like I could see them all sitting there meditating, but also like a prism of white light all around them and going up mm. into the into the cosmic consciousness. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. And then it sort of just didn't leave me. And then I started like wrecking my friends' heads going, I think I'm going to start a little event on Kleine Beach. And but and I think I might do that. And what happens if nobody comes? And so then starts then my inner critic. So I have a fear of, um, I have a fear of uh, public speaking. I have a childhood trauma of being judged. And I have forever, up until that point, dimmed my light for everyone and have never really spoken my truth. So um, I had to fight every single fear that I had to start this. So basically, it was coming to August and I said, you know what? I don't know what happened. What happened was I just was like, I know the need to do this was stronger than the fear. And I said, people need to do this. I need to do this. This has to be done. So one day I posted up an Instagram. I said, full moon healing circle, Kleine Beach. I can't remember what time. I think it was eight o'clock or something. And I, do you know what? I threw the phone down the, on the bed and I actually screamed. I was like, oh my God, what the hell am I after doing? I knew I couldn't go back. So I, four weeks leading up to that full moon, I didn't sleep a wink. My anxiety was through the roof. I was rattling every single trauma, trigger, fear was literally hitting me. I was in the night of the soul, dark night of the soul. I was just like, ah. So anyway, I was like, then going, please let it rain. Uh, let it snow in the middle of August, please, so I can cancel, please. But Mother Nature was not listening to me. So I decided to say, right, I'm just going to go ahead. So I went up and I'm not messing, Sinead. I leaned down to pick up a bottle of water and my hand, have you ever like felt your hand uncontrollably shaken? Like I was like that with the bottle. And it was so funny. Two ladies came up at the end and they were like, Christine, we didn't think you were actually going to pull it together, but it was absolutely amazing. <laughs> I was like, oh, now I was rallying. But uh, anyway, I like I could feel it in my throat, but like for some reason it just went clear. It was like, it was like I stepped out of my body. So basically my personality stepped aside, my soul stepped forward. That's exactly the way it was. And I remember like saying, please personality move aside and let my soul speak. And I literally then just, everyone's like, you wouldn't even have known you were afraid. You wouldn't even known you had no confidence. Do you know what I mean? So then after that, it was like, I'm going to do this every month. So I started doing it every month. And um, I brought, Neil came in, joined me from October. And then it just went from strength to strength. He has been such an amazing friend to me. He's been such an amazing mentor for me. He's been so supportive, him and his wife, Josie. And I don't think they realize how much um, strength that they give me to keep it going because uh, there was a little wobble um, that I wasn't going to go ahead and keep doing it because I just got knocked and I was letting the fear take over. But um, with their encouragement and their support, I was like, no, I'm just going to keep doing it. And yeah, two years later, um, and I can say I don't have any fear of public speaking anymore. Um, I sleep now. Well, relatively, it's not the, it's more the moon now that affects me rather than actually any uh, triggers. But um, to see how it's grown, 
and to see like the stories the, the people that messaged me like you know we raise money for suicide survivor and we're nearly at 20,000 now and um we the stories that come back to me it's like the families that were affected by suicide or mental health and that's exactly why I started it because my dad suffered from manic depression and schizophrenia all his life we didn't have a good father-daughter relationship and I used to mourn the dad and he was like as if he was he he was dead to me because like there was just cut off so I know how it feels to mourn someone that's still walking this earth and that to me is is sometimes even harder than when they pass over um and he was always wanting to he he was always like you know he wanted to to leave this world you know what I mean and um I was just saying if and in the 80s, 90s, like mental health was just brushed under the carpet. No one spoke about it. And that actually started my trauma of shame and judgment, the fear of judgment because of what people think. My dad's weird. And you know what I mean? That just was really. And I and I understand how mental health can rip a family apart. Um, And so starting the Full Moon Healing Circle is to help the families and help people that are suffering mental health to raise their vibrations, to help them connect to mother nature and also connect to the cosmos, cosmos to see that interconnection that we're all related and that we're all connected, that we all feel everything so that that one person that's suffering can say, do you know what? There's a space here on Kleine Beach every month. I can come here and release the emotions that are just getting too much, that are bubbling over the surface. They can release them under the full moon. And then it's a reset and they can start again, the new phrase of the moon. And hopefully bit by bit as the phrase of the moon pass, that they get better, you know? And to see the families, like the messages that come in, you know, they've there's families that are making it an annual or a monthly thing. Um because they've they've had a, a loved one that's passed over um due to suicide and they feel they feel more connected to them you know um and that to me is just what's like oh it just warms my heart that like it's it's the th- the whole full moon healing circle was never about me and my fear it was about holding everyone else's um hearts in my hands that's so beautiful the need outweighed the fear that's yeah. something you said and that was that whoo, that just sent a ripple through my body when you said that let the need outweigh or overtake the fear yeah and that let that be I really want that to land as we're saying that because that is so powerful powerful for all of our dreams our desires our visions let the need for it overcome the fear because the fear as we said before is just that little voice to protect you and keep you safe but you are safe you are safe and look at you now as a confident woman you know you've stepped into your power as you said you let that the other side of you the voice the ego step aside the personality step aside so the soul can speak and if when the soul speaks that's when we know we are aligning with the earth the moon the stars your visions angels god whomever you connect with we're allowing that light come through and look at the light, the ripple that you've connected and spread because you were able to stand in your power. That alone is phenomenal. And that blows my mind. When I see people step up and stand in their power, it's the most, in, I get really emotional thinking about it, but it's I know, the I'm most. Just, yeah, I can feel it now. <laughs> it's the most incredible thing for me is to witness someone living their truth and mm. authentically, because that, let me just hold that word as well, authentically doing it for the right reasons. 
is the most phenomenal thing in the world. And I just want to say thank you for doing that because it's such a blessing. Thank you so much. Well, you know, and I got a thank you from the universe though as well. Um, last October, my friend was doing, wait, wait, I'll tell you this actually is quite funny. Um, she does pre-loved um, like clothes. Do you know what I mean? Like she finds clothes that still have labels on. She sells them on Instagram. She's fab. Pre-loved by D, D, P, DF. And um, she put up a gorgeous red, right? Fitted long dress. And I was like, Debbie, I want that. I want that dress. She goes, and it was a very gown. You know, you had to be known you were going somewhere. And she goes, where are you going to wear that? And I said, awards ceremony. I don't know how, but I'm going to wear it to an awards. And I know I can see myself in. I can see myself going up on stage. And she's like, fair enough. Do you know how much the dress was? 19 euro, right? <laughs> so that's how I was like, perfect. So um, I, that dress was hanging up in my wardrobe from October. Then in uh, a, February, April, Jim Plus Coffee approached me and said, "You, uh, we'd like to nominate you to go forward for the Best Outdoor Experience 2023 for our Make Life Richer Awards. And I said, I was like, oh, wow, okay, cool. So um, we had to do, it was all community voted, so we couldn't really vote, and, and it was the community. So I was like, I sort of went, yeah, right, I'm not going to win that, you know what I mean? And I just sort of left it aside, and I think it was about three weeks before the 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 end date was to get your votes in I sort of sort of went no hold on something just said start promoting that so I just sent it out my emails Neil sent it out and and I sent it out on my on my Instagram but I was mindful that I wasn't like like literally having everyone hounded you know and um then uh Jim Plus Coffee then rang and they said uh, by the way you've been nominated for best outdoor world experience and we'd like to invite you to the awards and I was like oh I know just the dress. I know the dress was 19 euro, but the underwear was 120 euro. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I'm telling you, any listeners out there, you know those sucky in pants? They are the spawn of the devil. Like, oh my God, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't do anything. I was afraid to go to the toilet because I wouldn't get it back up. I swear to God. I was like, let it all hang out. Oh let my it God. All hang oh, out. They're just not built for women. Anyway. Uh, that's a side side thing but uh yeah and then I went to the awards and um you know I was like no we're not going to win we're not going to win and sure enough our name came out and I was so convinced we weren't going to win I never prepared a speech I <laughs> so I just went upstage and I blabbered on forgot to say half the shit that I was gonna say and walked off my 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 throat chakra just went completely out of whack like it just went boom I was so overwhelmed but um that to like you know did I manifest that or did the universe say here's a little present for you I think it's a bit of a both I, think a, <laughs> I definitely think it's a bit of a both because you already had the dress oh yeah you already had the dress so you had it there and I think even so we have covered right just in even this topic and I think our whole conversation has been so beautiful we've talked about alignment we've talked about shopping, mm-hmm. we've talked about you know supporting others through your own light stepping into your power overcoming fear manifesting what a conversation. There's been so many little nuggets. I had no idea what we were going to talk about, but I loved how it just flowed because I think this is, and this is why I said, you know what, at the start of the conversation, I was like, oh, should I cancel this podcast today? Because I am so aware and I can hear it and I know it's coming through and I will try and edit as much as I can the noise from a solar panel. But I was like, you know what? No, there is, there's a chaotic energy in the world. And this is aside from the news or whatever's going on. There is a chaos out there. There's a frantic energy and I can feel it. I don't, I'm sure you've noticed some people, mm-hmm. energy, right? There's a panic. What am I doing? Where am I going? There's like a panic in the air. Yeah. However, 
when you can actually push aside the noise, and this is why I said, and I know it's not a normal thing to do for a podcast recording, and I can hear the noise coming in now. It's not a normal thing to do. You want to have clear sound, clear picture. However, I was told to go ahead with this conversation because you're not always going to have clear sound and clear picture when it comes to your intuition. You're not always going to be able to just stop and tune in and connect to nature and live that real slow, peaceful life. There's chaos. We live in a new modern world. Well, what our angels want us to know, and this is why I said I'm going with it today, and I thank you so much for having your patience too, Christine, is that they said we have to learn to tune in, to listen to the nuggets, even among the noise. And I think look at the conversation we've just had today. Like I said, with all that list of things that we cover today, amongst the chaos, amongst the noise, and listen to the power of our light that comes through. And that is such a powerful message. And do you know what? I always pre-record podcasts. And for some reason, I woke up this morning and I stopped the podcast that was meant to come out today. And I was like, delay it because this needs to come out today. <laughs> and that's, I know. And it's very late. Normally my podcast episodes come out at 6 a.m. It's now like, what, nearly 12 and it hasn't come out yet. Yep. I've already got messages being like, you're not recording one today. But this is why is because we need to understand the importance of just listening anyway. Listening yep. to our heart and following the heart, as you said, which I think is one of such a brilliant quote, is that you need the need let the need outweigh the fear and that is so beautiful thank you so much for today you are so welcome thank you so much for having me what's next what's up what's happening well, you know, I actually, during the final months of my shamanic course uh, studies, I went to Amsterdam and I studied Kundalini activation. And yeah, uh, that has literally went through the roof. I am every, every session is booked out. Um, I've located myself in Bray and Tala and Clontarf and I go between the three over the month, every month. And I've gone to County Down. I've gone to Sligo. So um, I'm trying to sort of bring it around to different areas of Ireland. So if anyone out there has a nice studio and that I can blare my music, please get in touch. <laughs> Spiritual Wellness Christine. Um, it, so, yeah, there is going to be, there's a newness coming in. Let's just say, I, I can't say too much, but in the new year, there's going to be something big. I feel like I know what it is. No. Nope. I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to nope. do this. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. I'm not going to say. Uh, I feel what I feel like. I know a few things that are coming in. I won't say it now. I won't say it now. But it's what happens when you're going to be intuitive. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's cooking away nicely, and um, there's another. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting. I can't wait for 2024. I'm so excited for you, and you know, what? I wish you all the success in the world. Keep following your heart. You're creating ripples. You're creating magic, and it's so beautiful to see. Spiritual Wellness, Christine, I'm going to tag all of your details in the end of the show so anyone can find out where you are, what you're up to. Maybe you're coming to their county or country or wherever you're off to. (laughs) And thank you so much for holding the space amongst the chaos today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Sinead Horror podcast. I hope you enjoy the insight and wisdom that came through today. Perhaps you learned something about yourself and I'm so excited for you to discover even more. If you want to tune in to more episodes, please subscribe. And if you want to find more out about this particular episode or any guest speaker that we've had on the show or will have on the show, you can find out more on www.sineadahorror.com. And of course, you're welcome to submit a question or maybe a topic that you'd like me to cover. Remember, this podcast is for you. See you next week.